Uh, look, I tell you what, there's plenty of round ball happening at the moment. So without further ado, we need to get to our man. And uh, Robbie Slater will be across all of this. And he's on the line. G'day, Rob. Joel, Michelle, Michelle, listen, why, why don't you just have a quarter pounder? No, it just doesn't have that, that same taste, that, that, that sauce that I wish they could oh. just bottle up. I love it. No, Robbie's onto something uh, yeah. here. Oh, okay. You've got to see, I'm actually going to try this because right. I like where you're going. I am. I'm Sutton Forest tonight in yeah. about an hour and a half. Okay, please do this. <laughs> please, do. please do this. Robbie's onto something here. Yeah. Get the quarter pounder and mm. say, can I add the Big Mac sauce? Oh, okay. I'll give that a go. Hey, that's think about a, that. Yeah, that's well, why not? Robbie, can, will they do that? See? Can you actually do that? I reckon that's a good idea. Look, I reckon even if I give a crap football comment now, I've already served the purpose on this. <laughs> You've ticked the box. I'm actually going to do that myself. I'm going to give it a go. I'll text you. Because of that, that's, that, that's yellow. Oh, it's a good sauce. So hang on. I don't, I've don't. i not had a quarter pounder. Do they, what sauces? Do you so like I, onion? I love onion. Okay. Just just run with, roll with the ketchup. Right. Or, and just mix it in with that little, no, that little knack of sauce. Anyway, we better get into this. Uh, Robbie, uh, welcome to the run home once again. We appreciate your company. The Matildas' last result, what did you make of that? Mate, it was a very poor performance. Again, uh, this this team was a shadow of, uh, of what we saw at the World Cup. Um, there was no spark. There was no, and Look, and I know it's different. The World Cup was in our country and Canada is difficult opposition. They are the current gold medalists, but I think they're I think they're a team searching for something, and it might be down to their coach, you know, Tony Gustafsson, who won't commit, you know, to 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 his future with the Matildas even, you know, before the Olympics. So look, I I found the the performance slow, uh, predictable. Uh, there was no spark. We had Caitlin Ford there. We had Hallie Razzo. And we know what those two did in the wide positions during the World, World Cup. And Mary Fowler, who really came of age during that World Cup. And, and you know, she hardly touched the ball. So we were completely dominated in both games uh, from Canada. It was a 1-0 result this afternoon. But, I mean, really, there was no difference in the performance. It was a totally different team. I mean, this... They had 10 changes or something, yeah. 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 Well, this is more concerning, this game, because that's our first 11. Uh, well, first 11 without Sam Kerr, if you want. Um, so that's that's our team. You know, you've got Cooney Cross and Gorry in the midfield. Like I mentioned, Razzo, Fowler, Caitlin Ford, Alana Kennedy. So, you know, it's our top team, minus one player. And they just looked... At, Uninspired would be the way, which is rare thing to say in international football. Their touch was off, their movement. We didn't have any, you know, diagonal balls, which we saw during the World Cup going to our wide players, who, who really ripped teams apart during 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 that World Cup. And and uh, yeah, I just think it might be linked to this. Maybe the girls, uh, you know, are not feeling comfortable with. You know, it's funny when a coach won't commit. Uh, what what effect that can have on the group. And I'm just wondering if that's maybe a part of it. Do you more so think he's checked out and the girls are feeling that or? I get the feeling. It's a great, great comment, Michelle. It's exactly the phrase that he, he looks like he, he's either checked out or he wants to check out. Like he's, like mm. he's, you know, he's asked for the, the bill. <laughs> yeah. He's waiting. Because, uh, you know, he wanted the American job. Um, uh, and, of course, he didn't get that. And now there are rumours he's in for, for numerous jobs, which is not a problem. Like, 
coaches get linked here and there, and uh, that's no problem. But, um, you know, just make a decision because this team needs to go to the Olympics and there's not many more games to play. And I really feel after these two games, they're really in no man's land. So, Robbie, just, just sort of reading between the lines and maybe I'm wrong, I, I'm guessing that you're guessing he won't be there. Is that what you're saying? Is I get a feeling field? if he gets a good opportunity, he'll be gone. Okay, so if that was yep. the case, who, who immediately comes to mind to take ah, the race? I got, uh, I got uh, asked the same question on, I think it was Adelaide Radio this morning, and nothing really pops out, to be honest, because uh, I don't think it's a, it's a question that's been raised even by the FA, so, you know, well, isn't obviously... isn't that a real concern, go- though, given, you know, what the Matildas have done and where we're at in terms of the game, uh, we don't have an automatic, you know, person to come on in and take the reins? Mm. Yeah, 100%, and, you know, the time will go very quickly, as you know, uh, and before you know it, we'll be in Paris for the Olympics, where, you know, we'll be one of the, the, the favourites to, to, to be on the podium to, to get a medal, but... I tell you what, we played the Olympic champions in two games, 5-0, 1-0, and the 1-0 could have been, you know, much worse. And, yeah, this is not good preparation for, for, you know, in the build-up to Paris. Right, now let's move on to the Premier League and a quote this morning on Vossi and Brini, (laughs) quoted by one of the great round ball world game scholars... Greg Alexander, he said, shit's gone down in Luton Town. <laughs> he did too. <laughs> what's, what's happened there? <laughs> that's not a bad, that's pretty good. I kind of, I kind of like that. But it can Luton, be funny, of course, oh, he's great. <laughs> Luton Town is, of course, the, the fairy tale story, the tiny little ground that only holds, I think it's 11,000 people. The away fans actually have to go through terraced houses to get to the away end. And, um, yeah, they nearly pulled off an upset. They were 3-2 up against league leaders Arsenal, who were supposed to, well, who were thought and tipped widely to win this one easy. But it took a Declan Rice, former West Ham captain, uh, took a 97th minute winner. Literally the last kick, or was a header, so last header of the game, to give Arsenal a point, which was important because it keeps them top of the table. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's important. Now, there's a bloke called Carl Power. Carl Power... And I feel like mm-hmm. Carl Power right now. Carl Power is a, a serial prankster where he would he would sneak onto a field and he'd dress up in the uniform and pretend to be a player. I'm yeah, pretending yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. an authority on, on, on soccer. So I feel like Carl Power. He's <laughs> just a fraud. I'm a fraud. fraud. I'm a fraud, right? This man here, though, uh, Robbie, he's not a fraud. He's all over it. He's got a couple of questions for you. The great maestro. <laughs> Robbie, the first one I'll ask you is about Eric Ten Hag's media band, uh, which is been put on him a directive from Manchester United. They've got a big game over the weekend after going down to Newcastle. Uh, they've got a game against Chelsea tomorrow, tomorrow morning. morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, what have you made yeah. of all that and, and, and where they're at as a, a football club at the moment? Because they were top of the form table for a little while, but uh, I think a lot of people thought that was masking some fairly average performances. Look, I, I, that's 100% right. There's been very average performances, and even some of the games they've won, you know, arguably they were they were you know had a fair slice of luck. But look, the last game against Newcastle was only one 0 It could have been a lot more than that. But I, I looked to Rashford and his reaction when he was substituted and the way he played. You know, he he walked around, he he sulked uh, when he got substituted, and because he wasn't happy, he prefers to play on the left hand side. Ten Hag put him on the right hand side, and. 
he basically sulked. I mean, this is a guy earning two hundred thousand pounds a week. Um, it's it's unacceptable, and I think Ten Hag. Uh, you know, there's the, the, the great cliche of you've lost the dressing room, but the question has to be has to be asked: that uh, are the players behind their manager? It doesn't appear to be the case. Question from another fraudster, though. <laughs> so the one 0 loss away to Newcastle, what they won five of six in the lead up to that, three clean sheets. It doesn't kind of tell me that this is this is as bad as what they're making out in terms of player unrest. Well, I will say, though, it was shocking that, I mean, I think the club sort of uh, let the cat out of the bag a little with having to feel the pressure to put a statement out. That was a bit weird. Yeah, no, it is strange. And, and Michelle, you, you have proved yourself to be a, a fraudster a because fraudster. you're trying to turn a quarter ma- pounder into a Big Mac. But anyway, um, if, you, if, you look at, if you look at the table... And Manchester United, in spite of not winning a title for many, many years now, are a massive club and they expect to be at the top of the table. And that's why they've changed so many managers since Sir Alex Ferguson's left is because they want to be top of the table, but at the moment they're a long way from it. So if you look at their, you know, their, their current form and against who they've played, but you actually look at their performances, uh, it, it tells a whole different story. Can we go to the other end of the spectrum, Manchester City, whose players were probably too impassioned over the weekend with the decision made by, or the non-decision made by Simon Hooper in not giving that advantage. What did you make of Ange's team's uh, Spurs performance in that game and the reaction from the English press, the Manchester City players towards the referees? Is that a, a bigger issue that football needs to address at the moment? Yeah, look, I mean, no one likes to see a referee surrounded, but, geez, he didn't do himself any favours. I mean, it's one of the most extraordinary decisions I've seen in, in all my time in the game. How he calls that play back, I just don't know, because you clearly see Harlan Fowles, uh, who gets up straight away and plays the ball. It's clearly play on. He gives a play on. You can see him allowing play on with his arm outstretched, and then for some reason... He pulls it back. It was the most extraordinary decision I've seen. And, you know, players are human. We don't want to see what the, the, the reaction that the, the City players have. But, you know, like I said, that's the most extraordinary decision I've ever seen. And I think you can see by their reaction that it probably was for them. Now, as far as the game, it's a good result for Ange. Of course it is. Out of all the games he would be looking, you know, after his three, three losses in a row, he probably thought, oh, well, yeah, we're going to Manchester City, which is one of the hardest places in the world football to go and get a result. And he did get a result. They were a bit lucky. First half, the game should have been over. Um, but it wasn't, and they got better the second half. And that's that's a point that will certainly lift the dressing room and certainly uh, further feeds Ange's uh, what he's doing in England. Uh, they're just loving him and, and getting this point in the last last minute of the game at Manchester City has given the, you know, the tabloids a lot to write about. Hey, Robbie, when you weren't uh, in Australia as a soccer player, where did you love being the most? Oh, mate, I, I used to love, you know, mate, I used to love to be at the beach. Grew up in, uh, you know, the Shire down there. So, we, you know, you know, and uh, I can't say what we were exactly country. doing, but it wasn't... Uh, well, what was your, beach, what was your go-to time. beach down there? Um, yeah, I know, which is strange, really. But, uh, yeah, I grew up, you know, look, mate, I grew up in uh, Pitney Point, which is 
yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was, you know, it was Heartland Rugby League territory. And mate, my mates didn't even know I played soccer. So, you know, I'd disappear <laughs> on a Saturday and come home and, you know, we'd be off to the beach and, and, and that's, that's where I grew up. So, yeah. Jeez, I tell you what, if you were there, picnic point, I reckon you would, you would have done some of your finest work. I'm tipping at the Reevesy Workers Club. Oh, now, Wednesday how did you club? know that? Wednesday <laughs> night. Chop club, chop or The disco, the nightclub was legendary at the Reevesy Workers Club. i tell you what was... What was it called? What was the Workers Club, and then there was Reevesy Pub where all the... Jeez, that's where all the bikies used to go. Yeah, that was rough yeah, and tough right. there. No, but there was Mate, a nightclub at Reesby Workers because I used to go there too. Yeah, they'll, they'll let Being us know. Auburn. Yeah. Was it Club Troppo? Club Troppo? That's on the yeah. Central Coast. Coast. Yeah. I think they did have one at Reesby Workers too. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Yeah, or as Sats would say, correct me if I'm right. Um, <laughs> good on you, Robbie. Hey, listen, we're going to hear your dulcet you tones as well. Yep. In the hot seat on the run home with Joel and Fletch in January, mate. Thanks for putting your hand up to do that. Can't wait for it, son. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the quarter pounder with, uh, with Big, Big Mac, Mac sauce, uh, sauce on, on it, Michelle. The, really? I'm going to claim it as my own. No, I've thanks, just checked the menu. Thanks, They're already onto it. It's called the McBishop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Robbie. I love He's it. always good, good fun. Cheers. He's always good fun, our man, Robbie Great Slater. Great guy. Yep.